Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we are talking about the gap. What is a gap? It's sort of like if you visit London and it says, mind the gap. The gap is that little space between the cement and jumping onto the train. There's a little gap there, so mind the gap. Watch the gap. Be careful of the gap. You might trip. You might fall. So gaps are a space between where we are and where we want to be. Gaps in our lives are also a space between where we are and where we think we should be where we are, and where we have a goal to be. That space or that gap is an important part of looking at our lives. We need to find a way to mind the gap without freaking out about it. Now, actually, the first true thing about gaps is that gaps are scary. When you see a gap, you naturally have an emotional reaction, and that's fine. It's not a big deal to have an emotional reaction. The second thing is is that when you see a gap, you have an avalanche of thoughts about that gap, about your ability to span that gap. And it doesn't really matter how big the gap is. It can be something as big as a lifelong career goal that you have. It can be the idea of raising your kids until they leave home, that big gap. That's a pretty long gap. It can be some sort of eternal perspective that you have in your religion. And it can be something tiny, like the gap of the test you have to take next week, or the lunch you're going to eat today, or the dinner you're fixing tonight, or the task that you have to look forward to. So gaps come in all shapes and sizes, and it doesn't matter how big they are, they still produce emotions and thoughts because you're standing here, and you see that thing out there in the future, and because it's in the future, it's on unpredictable terrain. You can't predict the future even though we try. We imagine it, we see it, we envision it, we set goals for it, but we don't know what's actually going to happen between where we are and getting to that thing. So why talk about a gap if we've been talking this month about perfectionism? The reason is that the way we look at the gap can actually be a tool for dialing down our perfectionism a bit. The way we look at that gap and the way we look at the end point is what distinguishes somebody who's a healthy striver from someone who is a perfectionist. It's one of the ways we separate the two groups of people. Let's take a look at the end for a minute, the end of the gap, that thing that you're striving toward. Did you realize that most of the goals that we have are actually never arriving goals? Like, let's say that we want to be honest or kind. We can have lots and lots of moments of being honest or being kind, but it never arrives or we never get there because there's always another day to wake up to be honest or dishonest or kind or unkind. And the way that we look at that end point of being honest or kind or whatever virtue it is that we want to be is that if we ever are not that, it's like it's affected our whole identity. It's like, oh, see, I'll never get there because I was dishonest in this moment. Whereas if we look at it instead of as a distant shore to be achieved, more as a guiding star to follow, then in moments of dishonesty, we can take a look and evaluate our lives, ask ourselves questions and say, wow, what happened there? What was so important to me that I chose to be dishonest? 
and we can learn from it. And that act of dishonesty becomes an impetus for learning and growth and change to become a more honest person. Whereas if we see honesty as a distant shore to be achieved and that every dishonest act is like moving backwards, then we're really not learning or progressing from our acts of honesty or dishonesty. We're just always performing and trying to hold ourselves up to this measure. The end never arrives, and yet it feels like we have to be at the end at all times, like we already have to be there. It creates an immense amount of pressure. There's lots of other endings that are never arrived kinds of activities in our lives, like the way our house is cleaned, or the way we eat, or the way we exercise. Those are all kinds of daily or becoming goals that fluctuate a lot up and down. That's just the nature of what those kinds of activities or goals are like. Another way of looking at ends, the other end of this gap, is that ends are temporary. When you reach that end, it's like it happened and then you move on. And a lot of people think that when you reach an end, you're going to have this emotional stasis, like you're going to be happy and you won't have the constant fluctuations that emotions are right now for you. But the truth is, is that emotions always fluctuate. Tal Ben-Shahar talks about becoming the national squash champion for Israel. I mean, that is the height of his sport. It's amazing. And so he goes home and he's just on top of the world and he feels great. And it lasts for about three hours. And then he's like, okay, he's still alive. Now what? It's like when you have an end that you reach, it's always temporary because once you hit that end, there's always something new that begins. There's always going to be a gap. And that's a risk for perfectionists because if they think that the end is what's important, that reaching whatever goal or expectation this is, if that's what really matters, then they're on an endless treadmill of not being able to enjoy their lives because all they're doing is going after the next end and the next end and the next end. Whereas if we see these things as guiding stars or as accomplishments that can build us and can, we can learn from, those are still good reasons to go for goals and to meet accomplishments, but to be able to enjoy the journey and to not think that meeting it is going to mean something, that meeting it is going to somehow change who we are. The process changes who we are, meeting it doesn't. Another thing that happens when we take a look at these ends is the thought that ends mean something and that there are specific shoulds that we have in our lives that we need to meet. And for a perfectionist, they take a look at that end and they get scared because what if one day there's a gap that comes and I'll never be able to bridge that gap. I'll never be able to make that end. That's why perfectionists often will procrastinate because they're afraid to start and actually admit that, wow, this is a risky business going after goals and going after things in the future. It's also a reason that perfectionists sometimes avoid doing things. They don't want to start something that they're not absolutely confident that they will finish. And so they end up only taking on tasks or goals or things for their future that they're confident they can do. They're not as big of risk takers. There are some really cool tools 
to help us to mind the gap, to help us keep in mind that we're on a journey and that the end is a direction, but it's not the end. The first tool is just basic emotional regulation, being able to experience an emotion because when you see the gap, you're going to have an emotion. It just happens. It's normal. It's good. It says, hey, there's a gap there. Let's get ready. And when you experience that emotion, to be able to breathe, to be able to relax for a second, to just feel the emotion, to let it sink in, and to decide what it means. It could mean that you're nervous. It could be that you're scared. Or it could mean that you're energized because here's the new thing that we're going after. The next tool is to take a look at the end and to think about what it means and to actually detach the meaning from your own identity. To think about an end not as something of who you are and what you become, like I'm a champion at this or I've accomplished this or I'm good at this and to have this idea that you only can do things that you're good at, but instead to see the end as something you're moving toward as a way to learn as a way to grow, as a way to improve. Another tool is to remember is that there's always going to be a gap. There's always going to be something new that you're moving toward or working on. Now, in some ways, when you hear that, it can be kind of discouraging. Like, well, what's the point then? Why are we always working on this gap? What's the point here? The point is that as we live, we don't have a singular focus on achievement. We have relationships. We have interesting things to explore. We have our curiosity. We have our understanding of life and what we learn from our experiences. And along with all that, we also have some achievement. It's a package deal. It's not just one thing. We don't just focus on the ends. One of the things that's helped me is the idea of holding two truths in my mind at the same time. So one truth is, there's something out there in the future that I want or that I am moving toward. And that's great. I'm going to hold that out there as a direction for me to go. And at the same time, I know that once I get there, it's not going to make me happy. It's not going to make me a different person. But I also know that the journey will make me a different person and will give me moments of happy emotions as I strive toward it. And so holding these multiple truths in our mind at the same time can really make a difference when we manage these gaps in our lives. It can give meaning to the gaps because we're moving forward not only to reach the end, but also to enjoy and learn from the process and the terrain of getting from where we are to where we're headed. Another thing that helps is to think about the purpose of this end that you have out here, this goal, this idea that you're moving toward, this, this thing that you're doing in your future. What's your purpose for doing that or for having that? Say you want to get a college degree. There's a lot of different purposes for getting a college degree. It might be because your parents want you to. It might be because it's just a should hanging over your head that you just think everyone should do. It might also be because you want to go on for a further education. It might also be because you want to get a job. Those are all good reasons. And each of those reasons requires a different kind of effort and a different kind of learning as you go through the gap and the process of reaching that end of a degree. For some purposes, your grades matter. For some, they absolutely don't. 
In our family, we've started talking about how C's get degrees. It's like, if you want the degree, it doesn't matter your grade. If you want to go to a really top-notch graduate school, then grades do matter, and you're going to change your goals and the reasons that you're doing things. If you want to become a really good therapist and you're going to school to get a degree for that, your focus is going to be on learning to do the therapy because you want to be good at it. So when we examine our end purposes for these end destinations that we have, it helps us to be able to manage the gap better, to not put unrealistic expectations or expectations and purposes that just don't matter. The last thing that I wanted to bring up about the gap that we have as we start from where we are and move towards something in our futures, it's something that perfectionists have to deal with when they're bridging this gap and when they're moving forward in their lives and working towards things. And that's the idea or the feeling that somehow we're always performing for someone, that we're performing towards this end, like we're not only measured at the end, but we're measured every step of the way through of how we make this journey. It feels like somehow we're always on trial just a little bit. So as a perfectionist, that feeling is exhausting. It's like you're hypervigilant about your own performance and your own behavior, and not just about focusing on your own performance and behavior, because that can actually be a good thing to be really vigilant about what you're doing in the moment, but it's being hypervigilant about what other people think about it. It's how you're being seen. This overconcern for how you're being seen in the moment destroys the ability to just learn from, be curious about, and enjoy the moment that you're experiencing. So gaps are a really important way of looking at how perfectionism shows up for us. There's lots of hidden underlying principles related to perfectionism and how a perfectionist handles gaps and also how we can look at and handle gaps in a healthy way. So when you're looking at a gap, just know that you're going to experience some scary emotions. It's okay. They are what they are. Know that you're going to have an avalanche of thoughts. Those are also okay. Just let them fly. And then take your deep breath. Think about that end that you're moving toward Make it purposeful. Know why you're actually doing it. And if it's something that you don't want to do, be okay with just dropping it and letting it go. Gaps are amazing because they're a part of living. To have a gap in your life between who you are and who you want to be or where you are and where you want to be means that you're alive. You're never not going to have gaps. Learning how to look at them in healthy ways is what's really important. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.